0: what's up everyone shoe booty sports coming at you tuesday night this is your host grand pal co-host bradley brown over there say what's up brad what's happening college football playoff that's what's happening or happened well i guess it's still technically happening got the national championship game monday at six thirty. that's next monday uh six days from tonight look at that math there all right so Quick shout-out to our sponsor, Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. You can sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app of choice. Screenshot your results as proof of completion. Submit that screenshot to rhinoraces.com under the Submit Results section. Uh, Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, your award will be shipped to you by mail. Also check out their gear section while you're there for t-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. That's rhino com. Rhino races is the premier virtual running series, and you can find us shoe booty sports on Spotify, Apple, and Google podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at shoe booty sports. Okay. Bowl season. Let's just talk a little bit about bowl season. Uh, I hate what's happened to bowl season. Bowl season is dead. Yeah. It, it's all but dead. NIL and, tr- and the transfer portal have killed both seasons. Players getting to just leave and then go start immediately elsewhere has led to this massive wave and influx of people going into the transfer portal. I mean, it's it's insane. It's chaotic. Nobody predicted this. Whenever we would hear about somebody transferring, I mean, they were few and far between because you had to sit out a year. It it was, it wasn't a rare thing, but uh, amongst the number of athletes, it was a rare thing. It wasn't something a lot of them did. Now everybody's doing it. I mean, there are so many, it seems like a quarter of the team is in the transfer portal every year. If that, as a result, players and, – and players are sitting out bowl games now. Like, what, what drove me – it drove me a little nuts. I had all three games on. I, it might have been New Year's Day. I can't remember. What it, I, I guess it was New Year's Day uh, yesterday. The LSU-Wisconsin game. It was a good game. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a competitive game, good game, one of the few. Haven't been a lot of those this bowl season. There've been some, but not a lot. And the announcers, <laughs> this stood out to me. One of the, one of the announcers said something along the lines of, "Uh, this game means something to to these players. They wanted to play in this game. It means something to them. You can see it, and I'm like, by their play on the field. And it wasn't that verbatim, but that was the message. And what popped into my head immediately? Yeah, the Heisman Trophy winner isn't even playing. He's a healthy scratch sitting there on the sideline. I mean, yeah, cheering cheering his teammates on, you know, doing all the things you should do if you're gonna opt out. Uh, but it's I hate it. Like we're we're not seeing we're not we're not seeing the teams play. You're seeing the B team play in these bowl games. The Heisman trophy winner didn't even play in a bowl game. Like bowl games yeah. used to mean something. I don't know how many players sit out for Ole Miss. I know a lot sat out for Penn State in that game. What was it, the Peach Bowl? Is that what it was? Whatever I think sponsor. The, I think the Peach Bowl, yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever sponsor, Peach Bowl.
1: Yeah, because they were in yeah. Atlanta, so.
0: Yeah, and Ole Miss, I mean, shout out to them. Like, all their – it seemed like all their guys were playing. I mean, you had Jackson Dart at quarterback. Uh, Quinshawn Junkins, I mean – all their guys seemingly were out there playing and they got the win and Ole Miss's first 11 win season ever program history. So, I mean, congrats to them. Alabama had no one sit out. Well, okay. That was a bad example. Um, because obviously college football playoff, but I'm thinking of last, I'm thinking of last year when I say that, um, yeah, uh, Bryce young, Will Anderson, Jr., all those guys played last year. And I, I don't know how many guys Georgia had set out. I know they had uh, Brock Bowers sit out. Of course, he's also been kind of banged up, too, you know? Yeah. And he is going to be a very high draft pick. Probably top yes, five. Yes, he is. And Georgia, it, well, Florida State didn't even show up. Uh, the guys that opted out, transfer portal whatever they're doing the guys that aren't playing uh, they were about as useful as the guys that were out there for florida state uh, in that game that was an embarrassment that was an embarrassment by florida state that night i went to walmart to go get some stuff here in cabot arkansas i went to walmart to go get some things and there was a guy I saw a guy down one of the food aisles, like, walking with his girl, and he was wearing a Florida State shirt. And I, like, had to double take. I was like, you're you're gutsy for wearing that tonight. <laughs> yeah, support your school, <laughs> but wow. Like, you're, you're, you're yeah. going to pick tonight night to wear that? Like, man, that's a – you're just asking to get ripped on for that. And th- this is coming from a guy that was a big Florida State football fan, me, in the 90s growing up. It, but that was an embarrassment, you know. That wasn't Florida State football. But this isn't the bowl season we grew up with either. This is this is trash. This is hot garbage. I hate it. I hate what the NIL and the transfer portal have done the bowl season. And I'm not trying to be the get off, you know, get off my lawn guy. I understand it's professional football. Things are changing, but there's got to be some middle ground here. Like it's gone from. NCAA taking all the money. Like, uh, I mean, imagine how much money they made off of Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow Tebow. and the, the SC teams when it was Liner and Bush, of course, Bush got some of that money.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, so did Manziel. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too.
0: But the, the point is they should have, they should have gotten their share, I guess, you know, it's, although it's, those were the rules then. I mean, that was the rules and it's not like they were that desperate. I mean, when we were in school, the the football the football team and Arkansas was a lot better than they are now then. Yeah. But it wasn't like they were a top tier program even then. And those guys were rock stars on campus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, true to like Kings, man, like a royalty.
0: Yeah, could go anywhere and in town. Ta- got a free
1: yeah. education, yeah. Yeah,
0: got a free education at the University of Arkansas. And statute of limitations are probably up on this, but pretty much got a free meal anywhere they could go in town. Oh, yeah. I did that, and I wasn't I, an yeah. athlete. I just had connections. so I gave it, a lot
1: of athletes free meals. Yeah. Except I, for Alex Tejada, since he couldn't kick a field goal. But <laughs> yeah. I gave lots of athletes free meals.
0: Exactly. And same, I I handed out smoothies to athletes that weren't even, uh, you know, very good. They were, they were the best we had, I guess, but yeah, I've hooked them up. Sure. Point is the, those poor college kids weren't doing that bad. Yeah, And I'm not really saying bring that back, but I would much rather have that and that bowl season that came with it, as opposed to what we're seeing now, it, this is there's there's got to be a middle ground, as opposed to just the wild west, which is what we have now. There's got to be a middle ground there, and I don't know how to fix it. Um, maybe I'll. I mean, that's that's what those guys get paid to do. Uh, whatever committee that they decide to put into place that decides college football playoff teams, et cetera. You can put together a committee to figure this thing out.
1: I know a couple of ways to fix it. You move back the transfer window like till after the new year, till after bowl season. You put in contract stipulations in their NIL deals saying if they opt out of the bowl game or if they transfer early, that they have to pay back all the funds that were given to them by said NIL. Hell put it yes. And a bunch of this crap.
0: Hell yes. There you go, Brad. Bradley Brown, bringing a solutions here to this show.
1: There's plenty of other stuff you can do, but that's a good start.
0: That is a damn good start. I love that. I love that idea. I was going to say just immediately what popped into my head was bring it back to where you know you have to sit out a year to transfer. But I like what you said. I think better. At least that's a start, you know, like you have to finish the season. I mean, it means something to go to a bowl game. Like that's your goal. Like that, that used to be everybody's goal to get to a bowl game and you win the thing. I mean, it's a, it's a successful season. The bowl get with the college football playoff. The bowl games have become meaningless to a lot of players. And, I don't understand it. It still means something. I didn't even see the Pop Tart Bowl, but I saw like the shenanigans and I was like, that's fun. Oh,
1: man. Yeah.
0: Like, like that's. Pop
1: Tart Bowl better be back next year. I'm just like, like,
0: like, that was fun, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what bowl season is, or is supposed to be. Uh, the, the, the LA Bowl, Gronk sponsoring the thing, having a big championship belt. Uh, the cheese It bowl, the Duke's Mayo bowl, getting a, you know, yeah. mayonnaise bath at the end of it, essentially. It's, it's fun, man. It's bowl season. Like that's what bowl season is supposed to be. It starts around Christmas time. It ends, you know, you're wrapping it up after Christmas. I mean, it's, but it's just a great time of year uh, for football. And you actually, a lot of people have time off to actually enjoy it. Nice. And it's, it's not the same as it used to be it's the I don't the NIL and the transfer portal have killed it and it irritates the heck out of me that's the nicest way I can say it but that was an excellent suggestion was that something you just thought of off the top of your head or are you sitting there just you stewed on that for a little bit and like this is a good way to fix
1: it oh I've stewed on it for a little bit uh I've heard other people's have similar kind of thoughts on it um but yeah, that's two best ideas I could come up with.
0: That's probably I think that's the best thing you've ever brought to the show. Not, not 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 dissing the, the other things, the other like three things, but yeah, that, that was by far the best. That was excellent. Like that was pure gold that came out of your mouth. Uh we need to get uh whoever's on the college football committee, uh we we need to send them the link to the show. And but I I love the yeah, I, I love that idea. That's it, that's at the very least a great place to start. Okay, so the bowl season itself, not very good. No but yet but yesterday's and last night's games almost made me for or made me forget about it for a little while at least. Uh two great games,
1: especially that first one. Alabama, Michigan. Wow. Hated the outcome of both of them. Because those are not who I bet on to win. So Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, we whiffed on both of them. Whiffed on both of those picks.
0: I'm not surprised by the Washington win. I'm not surprised by either one, really. Uh it it was but I'm a little bit surprised. I, I thought Alabama would would win it. Uh, yeah. especially in the second half when they took the lead. I was like, this is where they're going to pull away. This is where they're going to pound on Michigan. Uh, Michigan once, didn't go away, and, and it was the opposite Milrow in overtime.
1: Had, yeah. Once Milro had that fumble, man, I figured it was going to go downhill from there. But, yeah, hell, the whole first half, man, they pretty much got pushed around everywhere. And, yeah, they were lucky to only be down by three at the half, dude. Like talking about Michigan? Yeah, Michigan was pushing Bama around. Okay, you're talking you're talking about Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Alabama was down at half.
0: Yeah, it was just uh I'm just translating for those listening on the road and all that stuff. Yeah. But yes, it was I it it was a great game. I I thought Alabama would when they did take the lead, I thought they would pull away. Didn't happen. Over time, it was a complete yeah. You saw Milrow's confidence go away. Oh, yeah. On that final drive of the game, on that final drive of regulation, not in overtime.
1: That final oh, drive in you could see it in his eyes, man. Like
0: yeah. the moment was
1: big. Before those two big timeouts. War. Yeah. Before one of the worst play calls I've ever seen in football history. You could see, man, the confidence was not there. What play are you talking about? The final play of. Overtime for Alabama. Quarterback sneak up the middle of course. It was a low snap. The center for Alabama should probably be taken out back and beaten for those terrible snaps that he did that game. But then again, you don't call that for on, um, you know, fourth and three, fourth and goal from the three, and you call a quarterback sneak. Are you kidding?
0: We're not advocating uh any beating, by the way, uh, just to clarify. But I'm gonna defend the the play call a little bit. It looked terrible in hindsight, it was awful. Like it was it was it was a low snap, didn't do Milro any favors, and it was something Michigan snuffed out right away. But I'm gonna defend it a little bit because Bill O'Brien and company saw what we saw. We saw Milro's confidence shaken. Do you really want to put the ball in his hand? A guy who's not a great, you know, he's not a great thrower anyway. You you really yeah, want saw. him – I mean, yeah, he had a miracle throw to Auburn in the Auburn game.
1: Well, it's what you get whenever you rush two and spy one.
0: Yeah, and that's and why, 30 why they seconds also to throw it. call yeah. it the Milrow miracle. But it, it was – we've seen – I mean, we saw his confidence shaken. And, like I said, not a great passer anyway. Like, do you really want to put it – in his hands he, like that. He had dude, some
1: ugly passes, man, in that game. Yes,
0: but he's but, had ugly passes all year. He's gotten better, but, I mean, yeah, he was he was awful at the beginning of the season. There's a reason that they,
1: they benched him. He had ugly short passes, dude. Usually he has just ugly long passes, but, dude, he missed some very short passes into the flat. God-awful.
0: Yeah, the, the point is, like, what does he do best? He makes plays with his feet. He's probably the fastest guy on the field. At least that's what they're saying. He's fast. And I can understand the play call. And when you got an offensive line like Alabama does, I I get it. You know, spread them out and then, yeah, and then tuck it and just try to power your way in the end zone. Like I said, hindsight, bad play call. I would have done something. I would have done different. I would have given him at least an RPO option. Like that's yeah. been my gripe with when Kendall Brows had KJ Jefferson on those two point plays. Like remember the Ole Miss game in twenty one, uh, when when they went for two. And it was like a like a rollout pass and then just a kind of a chunk in the back of the end zone. It made no sense. I'm like, you got KJ Jefferson. You got a guy that can run. Give him an RPO yeah. option. Give it like give him a handoff here, tuck roll out or pass or have a guy, have a tight end or fullback underneath that can catch it right there. If that's open too, like a, a pitch, like we see the chiefs do all the time. Yeah. Uh, like that's my go-to play if in a situation like that. It, I understand wanting to get the ball to Milrow and have him do what he does best. Uh, make plays with his legs. But in that situation, I, Like you, you've gotten that far with him. You you gotta, you gotta give him a little more than that. But at the same, yeah,
1: yeah, it's really the only way they move the ball. Pretty much most of the night, you know, Bama was with Miro's legs, but in that situation, dude, Michigan's just hoping, hoping you put it in his hands, man, because that's all they're keying on. Yeah, they're not keying on anyone else.
0: Yeah, M- McCarthy and Company, I mean JJ McCarthy made big big time plays. He made big time throws. Uh plays with his legs. He he runs a 4-4. People don't re- a lot of people don't realize that Michigan fans do, but yeah. Uh JJ McCarthy's a player, man. And he- even on some of those throws in the second half where it you know, he's throwing just darts to his receivers and and went right through like one guy's hands oh, yeah. in he- particular. He had a lot
1: of drops too, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that was right there. It, it was it. It was a fastball. I get it, yeah. but as a receiver, you still got to make that catch. And yeah, that that was the that was the difference. Quarterback play. One guy was a stud, and not only was ready for the moment, he re- he elevated in that moment. Milrow crumbled. He full on crumbled. Uh, the the stage got too big, and
1: yeah, I think yeah. Quarterback play was one aspect, but, dude, offensive line, defensive line for Michigan was taking care of business. They were pushing them Bama boys around. And, yeah, you getting that kind of protection against Bama, yeah, you're going to be able to complete some passes. But, dude, they were pushing those guys back two yards just right off the snap. Like, you don't see that every day.
0: Yeah, there's a reason that running back, I can't remember his name. I, I think he has Michigan's all-time uh, single-season record but, yeah. for rushing touchdowns, Yeah, and that's how you do it. You have a stout, strong offensive line. I mean, Harbaugh knows what he's doing. He knows how you, how you compete with these SEC teams uh, yep. you, or just anybody, Big Ten teams. You got to be big up front. You got to be dominant up front on both sides of the ball, and – he knows how
1: to compete with a lot, you know, he knows how to compete with everybody. He's got a lot of tape.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that too and s- signals, but either way, the guy, the guy wins, he's won everywhere he's gone. And I, I'm not surprised Michigan took care of, I'm I'm not surprised Michigan won. Um, My money was, would have been on Alabama, but I'm not surprised Michigan won. I'm not surprised by either outcome.
1: I'm not surprised by either, but man, Yeah, I who I put my money on was just not the victor. So, you win some, you lose some. This bowl season, you probably lost a lot because it was crap.
0: Uh, by crap, you mean like unpredictable in spots, at least on your end? You're saying that because you lost money, you're saying that because you lost money too, though.
1: Well, you put. You put money on a team, and then two days before they're supposed to play, they're like, "Oh, we're setting six of our starters." Oh, really? Yeah. I can't take back that bet. Thanks, guys. Yeah, there's thank that you a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I would just I would stay away from uh, gambling in a in a bowl game where it's so unpredictable like that. Uh, yeah, I, I would stay away from that one. College football playoffs, sure, that's one thing, but uh bowl games where you're going to have all these guys sitting and a lot of them will be unannounced that they're sitting. Yeah, I'm staying away from that. I'm steering clear of that. That's a crapshoot at that point, man. But yeah, uh McCarthy rose the occasion, Milro crumbled, you know, when when the when things started to get dicey. Uh, when when they really needed a playmaker to step up, that's when he was. I mean, you like you said, you could see it in, in his eyes. It was just uh, on that final driver regulation. I knew then, I was like they're in trouble. Alabama's in yep. trouble, and yeah, Michigan took care of business. They're going to the national championship. Uh, to play Washington, the Washington Huskies, man, you dub. Uh, what a and and that it was a heck of a game in the first half uh the second half or i didn't even see the third quarter i saw none of the third quarter i was I, I was like doing some meal prep i had to get a haircut and all this and then a shower um so by the time i did all that i started at halftime and by the time i finished it was the start of the fourth quarter and i come in and it's a two score game washington's up I think it was 31-14. Or no, 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 no. 34-21. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, 34-21. And so I'm thinking, okay, Washington's going to separate themselves. Now Texas about, I mean, not only made it a game, about came back and won the thing. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about the play calls down the stretch at the end. Sark's better than that. Especially on, like, the, you had essentially, like, three timeouts, because of like an injury timeout,
1: yeah, the injury timeouts what made it interesting,
0: and no, and then and then you call timeout, and then Alabama calls timeout, and then uh, you come Alabama wasn't run- playing in the game. Oh, excuse me, I, yeah, I'm in uh, <laughs> Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, misspoke a little bit there. This is clearly decaf coffee. Um, yeah, my bad there. Washington calls timeout. So basically you had three timeouts and then you come out and then you run the ball with when you don't have any more time, timeouts. Like, I mean, there's a, you get a tackle there. I mean, it's, it's ball game and yep. inbounds in <laughs> that I was like, what are you doing there? And so, and, and I didn't, I don't know. I guess I didn't hate the one-on-one play at the end of the game, but it, it I don't know. I feel like you could come up with a better play call than that.
1: Did you hear at the beginning of the game where they said uh, Sartre runs forty? His first forty plays are all scripted for standard for standard downs.
0: No, I did not hear that. It doesn't surprise 40. me. That's a lot. That surprised me a little bit. The number that that is that high. Some of it's got to be feel though. I mean, but it's hard to argue. I mean, Texas had, I mean, Texas had a lot of success this year and they were in that game and could have won it. And if you'd have told me Texas would have, would win the national championship, I wouldn't have been surprised. And I thought they had about as good of a shot as anyone. Yeah. But Washington just keeps. It's hard to say surprising people, but they they keep surprising people. You know, it, it's they keep winning. I thought yeah. Oregon would beat them in the Pac-12 championship. I thought Texas would beat them in the in the semifinal round, and they keep winning. But Michael Penix Jr. man, he throws as good of a deep ball as I've seen in a long time.
1: I mean, it's on the money, and he's got some great receivers, but. This whole uh story about people are like, oh, well, you know, he got, you know, Penix got the Heisman stolen away from him. No, he didn't. He didn't show up in all of his games. So that's I don't want to hear any of that. They had some games that were really ugly and they barely squeaked by. So I don't I don't want to hear that. Especially at all. down
0: the stretch. Especially yeah. down the stretch. He was when he kind of got put into that spotlight, that Heisman spotlight. Yeah. Uh, he, he he stopped he, – he wasn't the story. He wasn't the story of the game. They were barely beating – I mean, they barely got by Washington State yeah. in the final game of the regular season. There's a reason I picked Oregon to beat them in the Pac-12 championship. You too. Oregon was red hot. I mean, they were red yeah. hot. And, I mean, just that offense was firing on all cylinders, and Washington was just squeaking by. They were just squeaking by opponents left and right uh, leading up to the conference championship game but they found a way. I mean, they just found a way to, to win it, and they separated themselves last night and found a way to hold on. But it's like you said, I mean, they got they got some great receivers too, but man, uh, yeah, Michael Penix Jr. was something special. Uh, if I were to pick Washington, if I were to, of course, next week's show will be the day after the national championship game. So we're obviously going to make our predictions here, but if I were to pick Washington to win the net to win the Natty, it would be because of Michael Penix Jr. Yes, it w- it would be because of him. Uh, if I okay, if if you're a pro prospect, uh, who, who are you who are you taking over? Who are you taking out of those two, McCarthy or Penix? Is
1: McCarthy a senior?
0: No, he's a junior, but I mean. He's getting. Oh, surely he's surely he's going.
1: I mean, that's tough. Um, uh, man, I from the college resume, I'd have to go with Penix, but I would also be hesitant because Penix has had some uh, injury issues in the past. So, I'd still have to go Penix, though.
0: I would. I would go. I would go Michael Penix just because of the that. Just just look at him throw. I mean, McCart McCarthy's a player. He's a football player, but he yeah. he throws the ball almost like a baseball. I mean, he, he throws darts. I mean, and Penix just has just a gorgeous touch, especially on the deep ball. Uh yeah. his his just arm talent, just the the way he can he can throw the ball down the field is what separates it for me. Cause you gotta make those I mean, you gotta throw it in a bucket. You know, on on those deep balls yeah. at the next level, Michael Penix can do that. Uh, I would yeah. I would take him. You could argue he should. You know, I mean he he won't go over um Caleb Williams. He won't get drafted over
1: him. Oh, no, they're saying he should. But they, but I mean, you could make a case that he, especially after USC's backup through for six touchdowns. Yeah, he had, game. Yeah,
0: yeah, he had a game so.
1: I saw the stats for that one. The uh, what I read, a little snippet I read today was, uh, you know, a good passer can hit a door. A great passer can uh, hit hit the window. Penix was hitting the damn doorknob on the on the door. (laughs) He was just pinpoint accurate.
0: So I think you reversed that. (laughs) I think you reversed that. Uh, Hang hang on a
1: minute. You're so a door is bigger than a a a window. a great passer a, a, can hit a the good window passer, a good passer can hit a door frame a great okay. passer can hit a window Penix was hitting the doorknob on the...
0: okay i got it now all right i think i i think i thought you said doorknob or so, something early uh, cuz i've i've heard a similar saying say, saying like a, a great passer can hit the doorknob or a good passer can hit the doorknob uh or a great passer can. I'm butchering this. An elite passer can hit the keyhole, like some something weird like that. I was expecting keyhole to come, and then you said door. Yeah, not. maybe,
1: maybe, maybe I misquoted. Maybe it was keyhole, but still, he's good.
0: I didn't do I didn't do that saying any favors because I couldn't get it straight either. It's only been like five years since I've heard it, but yes, uh, Penix. Just uh, I mean, like McCarthy's an athlete. McCarthy's an athlete, a heck of a quarterback. He's gonna be a high draft pick, probably first round. There's gonna man, there's gonna be a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round this year. This year now, 2024. Happy New Year, yeah. by the way, everyone. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm yeah. going Happy Michael New Penix. Year. Yeah, I'm going Michael Penix uh, over McCarthy. Would you draft him over Caleb Williams though? If you're if you're the Bears, would you? Who, who would you draft if you're the Bears? Like, right now. The seat, like, the draft starts tomorrow. Who are you taking?
1: Marvin Harrison Jr. Really? Yes.
0: Yes, absolute stud. Future Hall of Famer. As as long as he stays healthy, knock on some wood, hope he does. Uh, he's he's every bit his dad and, and probably then some.
1: Take that, dude. I mean, Fields has been showing some promise here of late who knows you bring in Caleb Williams he goes through two years of struggling as well and then you're still nowhere I say draft that wide receiver maybe trade off another top pick to you know get you more picks down the road and later rounds for this year and load up I mean you,
0: you kind of already got a lot of picks though I mean but I mean you you'd pass on okay who who's the first quarterback you take off the board
1: it's probably going to be Williams.
0: Okay, yeah. We're on the same page there. I was like, I like Michael yeah. Penix Jr., but I'm still drafting Caleb Williams. Yes. And I'm I'm taking him first overall. As much as I, I love Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm not so, I mean, yeah, Fields is showing improvement, but I mean, the guys, he still plays that style of, you know, running around. I mean, that's not going to, last. I mean Caleb Williams can run around, but yes. he doesn't but he runs around and then makes a great throw. Uh I don't I'm not passing on Caleb Williams if I'm the Bears. We'll see what they do. There's a lot of momentum right now though to keep Justin Fields and to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. I get it Marvin Harrison Jr is that great, but number 1 pick and and, and I like Fields. I don't love Fields. No. Um, Caleb Williams, when's the last time, time the bears have had a, like a real franchise quarterback, you got me and who, and who would you say it was Cutler, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you see yeah. Justin Fields as the guy the next 10 years?
1: No, I don't even see him. I don't see him in the league for in 10 years.
0: Not with that style of play, but yeah. I, I don't see him in the league. It, I mean, just because there's new talent coming in every year and there's only yeah. 32 jobs. So, so, so knowing all that, you'd still go Mar- Marvin Harris, Harrison Jr. Because I I think Caleb Williams hey, you're the, is a 10 year quarterback.
1: You're the Bears. You've got nothing to lose. The bar is set pretty low. So,
0: yeah, but you've never, you've, never had a franchise quarterback you know um at least in i don't know i I don't want to say my life like you had jim mcmahon when they won the super bowl but he got banged up you know all the time And, and that was his style of play so i don't know if you if you have an opportunity to go get caleb williams i don't think you pass on that but Marvin Harrison and, Jr. is,
1: and really and to great. think they could have drafted Mahomes, <laughs> could have drafted Mahomes,
0: Watson. Oh man, any of those Idiots. guys. But <clears throat> they they got um, Mitch Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I do like Drake May. <laughs> I do like Drake May out of North Carolina. Speaking of uh, is that where Trubisky came from? North Carolina, I thought you're. I think it was North Carolina. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, I do like Drake May. He might be the number two quarterback off the board. But, okay, let's uh, let's jump back to the college football playoff national championship game. Let's do our picks before we get out of here. Who you got next Monday night, 630 kickoff. Who you got? Number yeah. one, Michigan. Number two, Washington.
1: Yeah. Washington opened up as four-and-a-half-point underdogs. Um, think they're gonna come in with that underdog mindset, and if they come out with that offense, and Penix is throwing it around, dude, I'm gonna have to go with Washington, man. Fucking that, and I don't really like freaking Harbaugh, so.
0: I <laughs> say so you are you thinking with your head? Are you thinking with your emotions a little bit, or both?
1: Both dude
0: it's really kind of michigan, it's,
1: dude if they come if washington comes out and puts up points michigan's not built to have those quick plays man they're not built for comebacks and washington
0: can score and they can score quick i get it yes they can uh i my initial reaction was michigan like like that was my first my first reaction was like michigan just because of their offensive line play their defense um they can play on both sides of the ball. McCarthy's a player. Uh, they, they can they can really run the ball, mm. and if anything, keep Penix off the field. And but Michael Penix, you know, has the ability to make me a believer. You know, he 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 made me second guess that, especially in the post game speech. First first thing they asked him, you know, how did it feel to win? He's like, well, we got one more. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, just full on, ready, full on ready for next week's Natty. So I, I am a big time believer in Michael Penix Jr. Having said that, uh, and th- to me, there's no coaching advantage. People would say, you know, Harbaugh is the superior coach. Go look at Washington, the Washington coach's uh, record. Look at his resume. Look at his overall record from NAIA to taking over as the Washington head coach. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, So, to me, there's no advantage there. But uh, Harbaugh has built this team longer the way he wants it. Like, he has built his team longer the way he wants it. He's had more time to do that. And I like J.J. McCarthy. I don't know. It just feels almost kind of like destiny for Michigan. And I'm not really like a destiny guy. But I'm going to go Michigan uh, primarily because they can run the football and play defense. I think running the football, they can keep the ball out of Pennix's hands, keep him on the sideline more. That's why I'll take uh, Michigan. Uh, so, yeah, there's our picks. And guess what? We're out of time. We'll see how we did next week. But until then, um, happy New Year. Enjoy the natty.
1: I lost my uh, fantasy uh, championship, by the way. I had 30-point lead with one player remaining on the other team. And that player just so happened to be Jordan Love. And the Vikings sucked and made him look like the second coming of Tom Brady. And he scored 32 points. I lost by two. Hooray. Hooray. Till next week, y'all.